right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's the Fan in the Van podcast time. Uh, so since, what was it, Tuesday, when I decided to discuss a little bit of Tom Brady retirement talk, what happens a little after when I said, if you're going to do it, do it now. Uh, Tom Brady, what, about an hour or two after, decides that he's going to announce his retirement. Um, I discussed a little bit of the Giants and what happens a few hours later in the day. Giants get brought up in the sports world, but not in a good light, as well as the Dolphins, as well as the Broncos, Cleveland Browns, and all because of one man. And this one, with this topic here, it's, you know... When this came out, you had people come out saying, you know, white people need to sit this one out. And it took every ounce of my being to sit there on Facebook and ask, why should we sit this one out? And before I get into the topic, so obviously you all know what the topic is. It's Brian Flores who in the NFL, you know, as far as their racist interview practices and this, that, and the third. Okay. Need I remind you of any race, ethnicity, sexual orientation even? I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you want to be a chick with a dick, a guy with a vagina. I don't care. I see everyone equally. I don't live in 1952, and I don't live in the archaic ages of what society once was. Okay? I see everything in black, white, shades of gray, and all different colors, all right? So don't tell this white guy to sit out anything ever. I can tell you that. Um, Because not everybody, not every white person, believe it or not, thinks the way another white person might think, just like another black person doesn't think another way a black, another black, uh, another black person might think, okay? And so on and so forth. Um... You know, Brian Flores came out, he's suing the NFL, and he's saying, you know, that pretty much what he's saying is that on the Denver Broncos side of it, that Elway showed up still drunk from the night before and really didn't take the interview seriously. And then again, in Denver, what do they take seriously? I mean, Drew Locke's their quarterback at this point. So, you know, you got obviously Flores after two years in Miami being fired, and you can use the Tua Tonga Viola issues as part of the reason why. But the real reason really came out. And that reason is, is that Stephen Ross decided that he wanted a better draft pick. And he offered 100 k each game, Flores would tank. And Flores pretty much gave him the, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And... If Steven Ross wants to turn around and blame Flores for having Tua Tonga Viola as his quarterback, well, Steven Ross, need I remind you of this? You also have a general manager who has a say in who gets drafted. And with that sixth pick in that said draft, who was sitting there along with Tua Tonga Viola? Justin Herbert was. Okay. So don't shoulder all the blame onto your head coach. Now... You have this thing in the NFL. I shouldn't call it a thing. It's, it's a, you know, it's a rule. The Rooney rule. 
And everybody's always asked, why or where did it come from? Well, obviously, we all know who owns the Steelers. We all know who created the rule. Okay? But some people still don't know why. So let's take a trip down in memory lane to, I don't know, let's say 2002. And let's take two teams in particular. Hmm, let's think. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the time, head coached by Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer Tony Dungy, mind you. And the Minnesota Vikings, who were coached by, what was his name? Oh, yeah, Dennis Green. Dennis Green had 10 winning seasons in Minnesota. Okay. After one losing season, Minnesota decides we're cutting ties with you. In Tampa, Tony Dungy has winning seasons, and they cut ties with him. Okay. Right after this happens, two civil rights lawyers, okay, and Cyrus Mihiri and the legendary Johnny Cochran came out with this study that says that minority coaches are less likely to get, hi- get hired with higher winning percentages than a white coach. And you really can't disagree with the study because look at it. Look at, let's take the Florida situation, two years in Miami, and let's take Matt Rule and Carolina. Brian Flores has two winning seasons. Matt Rule has what? Two losing seasons. But Flores loses his job and Matt Rule gets to keep his. You have 32 NFL teams at the current moment. Ask yourself this. How many of those owners are minorities? None. Out of 32 teams, how many of the general managers are minorities? One. Out of 32 teams, how many minorities are head coaches? One. Now, you're probably asking yourself, when I brought up the Giants before, how do they factor into this? Well, a lot of things factor into a lot in this. Bill Belichick's factored into this because he thinks he's texting Brian Dabble. In actuality, he's texting Brian Flores. And you've all seen the text messages. We really don't need to dabble into it. Okay? And this is how the Giants get involved. Now, did they... Give Flores a sham interview already knowing they had dabble? Is there a way you can prove that teams are doing sham interviews? It's a slippery slope. Unless you have voicemail recordings, emails, contracts already being signed, it is going to be hard to prove it. Does Flores have a leg to stand on here? He's got two legs to stand on. Because look at every coach in the NFL. Let's take the, the Vegas Raiders, who Flores would have who Flores to me would have flourished well in Vegas. But they hired Josh McDaniels, who sucked his first go around with Denver. But let's give it to him. There were things that Ryan Clark said on ESPN, and I think it was Damian Woody too, where 
Look at how these head coaches come in, like a Mike Shanahan, and that opens up the door for his son to come in, who, don't get me wrong, Kyle Shanahan, talented coach, but if he didn't have a lick of talent, he'd, be, he'd, he'd still be a head coach somewhere. Okay? Is there nepotism within the NFL? Yes. Is there racial bias within the NFL? Yes. There is. Don't tell me there's not. Because there is. And when I was when I got home Tuesday night and I'm listening to Ryan Clark and Damian Wardy talk and they compared the NFL. They didn't want to do it, but they did it. I understand where they're coming from as far as their comparison to this, where they compare the NFL to working on a slavery plantation site. Difference is, is back in the slavery days, you got abused amongst other things. In the NFL, you get paid handsomely well, but you're putting your body at risk every Sunday or every Thursday, Monday, or Saturday. Okay? The league is 70% African-American. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. As far as players. Yeah, you have... Defensive coordinators that are minorities, offensive coordinators that are minorities, offensive linemen coaches that are minorities. But that's not the point here. The point is, why doesn't a guy like Rooney, a guy like Flores, I should say, because we'll jump back to the Rooney thing for in a minute. A guy like Flores, people are saying, well, maybe he didn't interview well. Maybe he's firm on certain things that the teams want him to bend on. Okay, those are valid points. You know, did the Tua Tonga Viola nonsense maybe affect teams wanting to hire him? Could be. But at the end of the day, look at the landscape of the NFL. 32 teams, 31 white coaches, one African-American coach, and Mike Tomlin. The Rooney rule is a good rule. It's like affirmative action. What the difference is, is that it's only an interviewing quota. But what teams decide to do, and you can sit here and tell me I'm wrong, and you can sit here and tell me I'm out of my mind, but if you don't think that the Broncos sham interviewed John Elway, interviewed Flores with John Elway, and mind you, if John Elway was drinking the night before a huge interview, to interview a candidate, mind you, that could take your team to the playoffs in the midst of the Broncos putting the team up for sale, wouldn't you want some diversity? You know, people are complaining, you know, how in Green Bay... You really have no minority coaching staff there. And that's a public-owned team. Well, I don't think freaking Joe Blow from 123 Happy Street is showing up at a you know at a head coaching interview and saying, yeah, let's hire this guy when he probably just decided, hey, it'd be cool if I throw $5 into this thing and I get to own part of the Packers. No, he's not doing that. You know, Flores interviewed with the Saints. And he openly admitted that he is suing the NFL before they interviewed him. 
He's told teams, if you hire me as a head coach, I am not dropping my lawsuit. And some people sit there and they say, well, if he gets hired as a head coach, then he should drop his lawsuit. The answer is no. And people are afraid that this will bring Kaepernick back out from the shadows to say, see, I told you there's racial injustice within the NFL. What you fail to realize is that when Kaepernick took his stand, this was about police brutality against minorities. Now, was Kaepernick around for maybe these racial injustices in the NFL during his time of play? Fucking yeah, he was. You know, you hear about the tankings and, you know, the Cleveland Browns offering GMs and Hugh Jackson's thousands upon thousands of dollars to tank. The NFL has a huge problem here. And I don't know how they can fix it. And I don't know if they could ever recover from it. Now, the, now football is the biggest sport worldwide at this point. Okay? But if these facts are founded to be true, that the Cleveland Browns, you know they came out and denied it. And if you paid Hugh Jackson to tank games and you drafted Baker Mayfield, that is a Cleveland thing to do. Okay? If Miami offered Flores $100,000 a game to tank. He didn't take it because you wanted a better draft spot for one player. Stephen Ross, you are out of touch with the game because this isn't the NBA where one player is the face of the team. One guy in a draft is not going to take you to the Super Bowl. One guy in a draft is not going to make you an elite team. Okay? It's not going to happen. Look at guys like Marvin Lewis is another prime example. Back back in 02, he felt he was he was granted a, a sham interview because the Panthers had to hire a minority. Here was Marvin Lewis and this was before before the Rooney Rule was established. Okay? And what happens in 03 with Marvin Lewis? After being an assistant with Pittsburgh at one point, and then being a successful, as I hate to say it, he was a successful defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. But he gets hired in 03 with the Bengals. Look at Jim Caldwell with Detroit. He has two he has decent winning seasons with Detroit. And after what, two years, you oust Jim Caldwell. You bring in this fat blob of shit and Matt Patricia with the stupid pencil up in his fucking hat, okay? Who couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag, has what, two, three losing years? But you stuck with Matt Patricia, but you got rid of Jim Caldwell. And you're listening saying this white guy. sees everything for what it is. Because I do. I believe in the best man for the job. Whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NHL, Major League Baseball, or a regular 9-to-5 job. Okay? That's how I see it. And to me, a team now like the Saints, who are out Sean Payton, the Texans who are, who are looking for a head coach, the Vegas Raiders who needed a coach at the time, 
Brian Flores would have fit any of their systems. But you went with, in Vegas, a guy who's unproven as a head coach. The Vikings were going to go all in on Jim Harbaugh to last night. Jim Harbaugh said, nah, I'm going to stay in Michigan. There's no way you're going to pay me well more than enough to come to Minnesota. And then Minnesota turns around and instead of talking to Flores, they go and they hire the Rams offensive coordinator, another white person. You can't make this shit up. I'm not saying you have to give Flores a job. What I'm saying is don't do sham interviews after you already know, hey, I'm going with the white guy, but let's just bring the black guy in anyway just so we could appease the Rooney rule. Okay? Maybe the Rooney rule needs to be tweaked. People are saying, well, let's just do away with the Rooney rule. What's it actually doing? Well, the Rooney rule has worked to a degree. I mean, Marvin Lewis got a job as a minority head coach and was with Cincinnati for how long? Tomlin's been with Pittsburgh for how long? So it does work. And you could sit there and say, well, you know, the reason why the Steelers keep Tomlin is because it's their owners, you know, because the name of the rule is attached to the Steelers' ownership, so they have to keep him. No, they don't. Because if Tomlin sucked the first two, three years and didn't win a Super Bowl with Ben at any point, They would have went a different route. Okay? And for for those who sit there and say that, you know, we that, that that white people shouldn't have a say in any of this, need I remind you yet again, not every white person is a racist, just like every black person is not a racist or a criminal or whatever else you want to claim that white people, black people, Spanish people, Indian people, Asian people are. Okay? We're all different in our own way. We don't all think the same way. Okay? And when you sit here and you look at this situation to think we're living in the year of 2022 and yet we still have racial injustice, seclusion, It's like we're still, it's like we never learned from yesteryear. It's like we've never learned. Because it's still here. And honestly, no matter what anybody does, I don't think racism ever goes away. And racism isn't something that's that's born in you. It's something that's taught to you. And some of these owners are older, rich, white people who... We're born in the era at the height of racism. Now, are they purposely not bringing in minorities? I can't be the one to say that because I'm not the owner of the Texans. I'm not the owner of the Dolphins. I'm not the owner of the Panthers. I'm not the owner of the Vikings. But there needs to be change. There needs to be inclusion, not disclusion. When does it end? And people sitting there, people sitting there, you know, on social media. Oh, I wish I could sue somebody because I didn't get a job. You sit there with fucking blinders on and don't see anything else around you to what goes on. So for that ignorant piece of shit, I say to you, go fuck yourself.
okay? Because I, for one, believe that Brian Flores has every right to stand up. And if it blackballs him from coaching, so be it. If he wins the fight of all fights against the National Football League, kudos. But will it change anything? And I hate to say it, no. Will it open up other people's eyes who may not have seen things certain ways before? A small percentage of people, but all the other ignorant people just sit there and say, oh, Here's another black guy playing the race card. You know, here we go. Every time something doesn't go the minority's way, let's just play the race card again. It's not all about a fucking race card here. Okay? It's about doing what's right. That's what it's about. It's not about a race card. Okay? Okay? It's not about that. It's never been about that. It's about doing the right thing. And the Dolphins didn't do the right thing by Flores. You wanted your team to, to flourish and become a playoff team and, and, and get you to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And you believed that Brian Flores was the coach, but then you wanted him to tank for what? For a better draft pick? So you would have fired him anyway? So he would have did the dirt work for you the way Hugh Jackson did the dirt work for Cleveland. Okay. For what? A better draft pick? So you could just fire them anyway? Because that's in essence what the fuck it looks like here. Okay? It looks like a freaking screw job. That's what it looks like. You could say, oh no, I'm a Dolphins fan. And Ross would have never fired him. Well, after two winning seasons, he fired him. Yeah, did Miami miss the playoffs this year? Yeah, they did. But guess what? Every single player on that team... From the field goal kicker, the punter, linemen, cornerbacks, defensive backs, offensive linemen, guards, tackles, to a tongue of Viola, all the way to Brian Flores, busted their ass to play for Brian Flores and to win as many games for the Dolphin fan base. Because that's, that's what this is about at the end of the day. And this is why I said the NFL needs to change their draft their draft stance. Because now you have this problem. Are teams paying coaches and GMs to tank purposely to get a better draft pick? Cleveland, you could come out and deny it all you want. But there's always a paper trail somewhere. It'll be found. Stephen Ross could come out and say, I never offered Flores money. Guess what, jackass? Paper trail. Everybody thinks they're slick with doing their dirt. Okay? And little do you realize that things get founded. You slip at some point. It's only a matter of time before one of these two jerk-offs slips up. And when it does, oh, holy day it'll be. Okay? Okay? You know... It's so, it's just, it's so sickening. And when you sit there and, and again, I'm, I'm, rarely do I watch ESPN anymore because I really can't stand half the people on there. But when I watch him, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Ryan Clark, who was one of my favorite Steeler players and mind you, knowledgeable in, in, in the sports world as it is, you know, 
and he's a minority who speaks articulately and knows what he's talking about. And to sit there and when you have to hear the things that he's saying, you know, even though you could be and you could be Indian, Spanish, Asian, white, listening to them and see and hearing the words is one thing, but seeing the pain in their faces is another. And there's ignorant people that'll sit there and say, oh, yep, there's just another black man who's just doing it for the attention. It's not for the attention. We as white people don't know what African-Americans have gone through for centuries. We don't know. You know, were any of your ancestors tied to a tree and whipped for hours and starved and worked to death? You know, do, you know were your parents... Growing up in the 50s and 60s, you know, did they have to sit in the back of the bus? Did they have to drink from a different water fountain? No, they didn't. So you don't fucking know. So shut up. Open up your ears and your eyes and see and listen to someone else's point of view. Maybe have a heart for once. Because it's it's disgusting that we have kids in this world who have to grow up around this still. It's just, it's disgusting. It really is. It really is. I know ignorant people and I don't talk to them. I, for one, I see my, I see things from all different perspectives. People may say I don't, but I do. And Somebody messaged me on Twitter. I'm not going to say what their Twitter handle is. And I've since deleted the message because it was just, it was just disgusting. And there's people that, you know, I know people that are posting on Twitter about the situation, you know, and some of them are, are, are females and, you know, they're getting called every name you could think of saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a dumb bimbo. You're this, you're a whore, you're a slut. And I'm going to drop it. You're a cunt. You know, I've seen it. And it's disgusting because this is what we are surrounded by. Ignorance. Ignorance. And, you know, the person messages me. And first off, I don't mind if you message me. You know, you know like I always tell people, I'm open to questions, debates. This one, though, I'm not going to debate. I deleted it because I don't want to. I, I didn't even I didn't even answer it. Okay. It was pretty much like, oh, so you feel bad for the, and then drops the N-word. And I'm reading this, and I'm just like, yeah, right after the N-word, you lost me. You know, that's it. I was just I was just done at that point. That just got an automatic, yep, swipe to the left, delete, and go fuck yourself. You know, people like that are the ones whose cousins fucked each other, and out you came. Okay? All right. You know... But at the end of the day, you know, whether you're, again, white, black, Indian, doesn't matter. And you, and you love the NFL and you love sports and you see this going on with Brian Flores. Put yourself in his shoes. That's what you have to do here. You know, how would you feel if you went for an interview? Okay, let's say you interviewed for... 
I'm just going to throw any nine. To, I'll use my job as an example. Let's say, let's say there was a higher up management position open within my company. Now, I'm not going to say what company I work for, but let's just say there's a higher man, there's a higher up position that I'm qualified for. Now here comes a minority. Now let's say we both have similar, similar resumes. But he's got three years more experience. But they give it to me. Let's just say. Why wouldn't you give it to the guy with more experience? That's what it is in the NFL. You're giving coaches' sons coordinator positions who have no experience. You're, you're, you're letting your... These head coaches are letting their sons into getting their sons into the league. They're getting head coaching positions and never had head coaching positions before. Like in Denver, you're hiring an offensive coordinator who's never been a head coach. And guess what? He's white. Flores would have been well in Denver. The Giants side of it. Listen, Giants and Eli Manning can come out. This former Giant can come out. This guy can come out. This guy and this guy and say that the Giants did everything by the book. Okay, now I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not saying they did. But if Bill Belichick has got the text messages that were sent accidentally to Brian Flores, then you didn't do right by the Rooney rule. You, in essence, just said, hey, Flores. We got to fill a quota here. We got to interview at least one minority. You're it. You know, I almost didn't want to do this one today because of the sensitivity of the topic. And I'm sure those that'll listen, you know, I hope it impacted you in some way. Maybe it'll change your stance on things. But I will warn you of this. If you're one of those ignorant, my cousin banged me, or my Tuka, or, you know, I'm a byproduct of incest, hick piece of shit, and you decide to message me some racist nonsense, unlike yesterday, I can guarantee you, I will respond. You won't like it. I will put you on blast for the whole world to see, because I'm not afraid to do it. Okay, um, I'm just, that's just a little warning to those who, you know, if you want to slide into the inbox and you want to start your bullshit, just letting you know, I ain't the one to do it with, but where does this all lead? Because if this goes to court and it will. How does Goodell in the NFL handle it? Because if, let's say, they go to Flores and say, listen, we don't want to take this to court. What can we do to make this all go away? That that ain't going to work. This isn't like when you get into a car accident with somebody and they don't have a driver's license. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you don't have a license or insurance or registration. And if I call the cops right now, you're going to jail. You know what? Give me two grand and... You drive off and I'll just say I was hit and ran by somebody. Okay. This ain't like that. Okay. And it ain't going to end like that. 
It ain't just going to be, okay, let's just gift Flores a job because Flores doesn't want to be gifted a job. Flores wants to have earned his head coaching job. He's not here for a handout. So this isn't going to end like that. This is going to end with the NFL having to go to court and the NFL, unfortunately, is going to have to change a lot of their business practices. And I said that weeks ago, that they have to get out of their archaic way of thinking and their archaic way of doing things. Well, guess what? The day is here. And now Goodell is going to have to find his balls wherever they are. And he's going to have to face this like a big boy. So you have to put on your big boy pants, Roger. And you're going to have to make this right somehow. And again, it's not by just handing Flores a job. It's just merely doing the right thing and investigating this thoroughly and proving what's being said to be true. People sitting there saying, oh, Flores is just saying this because he didn't get a job and this is like a jilted ex-girlfriend. Again, for everyone who is in sports media, sports talk radio, sports podcasts, or podcasting in general, we're all entitled to our opinions. Okay? We're all entitled to them. You know, like when I got home, my buddy Rob had messaged me and all it said was Brian Flores. And I said, yeah, I know I heard. I said, the NFL is fucked. You know, and listen, how can you not disagree? I'm not going to stop watching the NFL. I mean, you'll have people sit there and say, I'm boycotting the NFL. That's good. Congratulations to you. You want to do that, go ahead. But... I think what people, the ignorant people are mad about is that Brian Flores did what Donald Trump did when he ran for president, is they both pulled back curtains you were never supposed to see behind. And now you have a serious problem. If it's founded that the Giants, in fact, did tamper with the Rooney rule the punishment is a mere you lose a draft pick they lose one of those two first round draft picks ooh ooh okay that's all well and good but how about the fact that there should be a more severe punishment how about the fact that teams like the Dolphins and the Browns who offered money for their minority coaches to tank games for better draft picks. What's that punishment going to be? That's going to have to be a wait and see. But again, like I said, this was one I didn't want to do, but I did it. And, you know... I just hope it's something that lived up to all your expectations because I, for one, pride myself being on being a real, blunt, raw, honest sports podcast. Some may like it and some don't, and I'm not here for... I may not be here for all, for all parties' enjoyment, and I'm fine with that. You know, there's people that do this that pride themselves on 20,000 downloads. I don't give a fuck if I get one listen or 30,000 listens, Okay? I do this for the pure enjoyment of just talking sports, whether I'm doing it with Jay 
or I'm doing it by myself here at work right now. So, with all that being said, everybody go enjoy the rest of your day. Try being nice to each other for once, instead of being a bunch of ignorant racist pricks. Because I know a lot of you out there are. And, um, we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen with the rest of this uh, Flora situation, what else comes to light. And, um... Maybe Sunday me and Jay will do one. I'll get get his thoughts on everything. Because I'm sure he's in the same boat with me. Thinks the same way, I'm sure. So, till the next one, stay safe, mask up, and as always, peace.